ownership and authority. Agree or disagree? By the way, congratulations. You were like our heroes. Then the Pharisees went out and laid 
plans to trap Jesus in his words. All right, so they want to trap him. Have you ever felt like you're in a trap between the world and Jesus? Has anybody? Did you feel like God is asking you to do something that the world kind of puts you in a different situation and you go, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like if I do this, I could lose my job or I could lose my friends. If I stand up against that or whatever else. But you, you sense the spirit saying, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And you're kind of torn inside. Has that ever happened to anybody? Because that happens to me uh, quite a bit. And then at what point do you break fellowship? What point do you stay together? Like what happens? All right. So the Pharisees went out with plans to trap in his words. So you people are setting out to trap you. No servant is greater than his. What does that mean? It means this. If they try to trap Jesus and then assess the Christian at work, they're going to try to trap you. They're going to try, try to trap you as a nurse anesthetist. They're going to try to trap you as a nurse. They're going to try to trap you, try to trap you. They're going to try to trap you. That's just the way it is. Uh, it's life, and it's what Jesus calls into us getting in this mess. We are going to be trapped by people who give this, oh, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, but inside they are liars. Proverbs, talks, Proverbs are replete with this stuff and talks about it, and they're going to trap you. Your friends at your school are going to try to trap you and expose you because it makes them feel bad. And it gives them a one-up. All right, so 16. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Uh, and teacher, they said, we know you're a man of integrity. I mean, listen to this setup. Do you, do you not just see the spewing of all this flowery stuff, but they're ready to stab him in the back? Flattery, people that flatter, what does Proverbs say about that? What does it say? Y'all talk to me. Yeah. I mean, they have a hidden agenda. Oh, you know, Holly, you were just... You're just so wonderful. You're so good. Hey, would you lend me twenty dollars? You know, right? That's what they're. That's what they're after. Uh, uh, teacher, they said, we know you're a man of integrity, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay attention. To, uh, you pay no attention to who they are. Now, I will say, Amen to that. But we got to stop paying uh, attention to people and start paying attention to Jesus. I mean, look, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. You love people, but they don't lead you. And they don't feed you. All right? So um, let's keep going. 17. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Uh, first of all, I want to I make this statement. Stop having opinions. Start living by convictions. The problem is the world's got too many opinions. Everybody on Facebook's got an opinion about everything. I mean, everything. Well, it's, it's trending on Twitter. It's trending. I don't really care. I don't really care. Uh, you know, my point is, what's my conviction? Convictions are what you die for. Opinions change. Opinions change on circumstances. People have opinions about people until they get to meet them. Does that happen all the time? All right. So, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Here is the pickle. Should I pay taxes to Caesar or not? Because Caesar's king. Caesar. Was, was king, when, uh, obviously, of, of Rome. And then his son, Tiberius Caesar, was king during Jesus' lifetime. So it, it, he's on the coin, everything. What are we doing here? Because if you're paying the taxes, think about it this way. It is a sin for a Jew to pay taxes to Rome. Who owned the promised land that they were in? Talk to me. Who owned the promised land where they Jerusalem? Who owned it? The Romans. But in theory, Old Testament was, who owned it? God. So it was a sin for them to pay taxes. But what if you didn't pay taxes? You're going to die. Yeah, yeah, suicide, as Piper said. You're going to die. 
So think about their predicament. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Verse 18. But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, I wish I knew people's evil intent. My wife has a gift of discernment. She's all the time telling me, watch out for this, watch out for that. And I'm Joe Gullible. I love you. I'm like Barney with short arms. I love you. Get close. Love me. Right? Um, so, y'all are not laughing at Barney, but I like Barney, even though he's scared. Um, but Jesus, knowing your evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? 19. Show me the coin you used paying the tax. They brought him into theirs. Caesar, the king is on it. 20. And he asked him, whose portrait, I told you his picture was on it. Whose portrait is this and whose inscription? 21. Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, give to Caesar with his Caesar's. Caesar's. I don't know who Caesar is. Um, <laughs> then, they, then he said to them, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is what? Okay, so when I've read this all my life, I've always said, like, okay, I understand. I understand that God is in authority, but I understand that Caesar's authority. So some things belong to Caesar, and some things belong to God. And they, I, I put them more, instead of like this, I put them more like this. All right, here's how you break it down. You have your work life, and then you have your Christian life. See, I work here, too, and, and, and I don't want to talk. But I want to talk. Because God allowed him to be in control. 
Your boss is only your boss because God allowed him to be the boss. Your, 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 the teacher is only your teacher because God has allowed him to be your teacher. Uh, that's what he's saying here. This is where he's saying that Caesar has limited control, but God has total. The Jews were pressed and, uh, and were indignant that the promised land where they lived were, were, was ruled by pagans. Paying taxes to Rome was a religious offense. But not to pay to them would be suicidal. But then, all of a sudden, when Jesus says, you can do this, he says, but what to God, what is God? Let me explain this. This is where it gets really deep. Jesus exposes the hypocrisy of their question and then gives an answer that penetrates deep into the meaning of his followers. That we live as dual citizens. I love what Piper said, in his kingdom and the kingdom of this world. We are dual citizens. You are a dual citizen there uh, where you live and in this earth. Where we are, we are citizens of this earth, but we are citizens in where? Heaven. We have dual citizenship, but only one has lordship. I'll go here. Only one has lordship. You can't, just because you have dual citizenship doesn't mean you have two bosses. times we heard honor father mother but then what happens if your parents actually do something about we have dual citizenship but we don't have dual lordship in other words this Caesar has a scope he said of ownership and authority when we comply with that render to God the things that are God's the assumption is is that everything is God's if a person does not hear that in Jesus' command, he would say, hearing they do not hear, they have ears, but they but they, they do not hear. What I'm saying that, go to Psalm 24, verse 1. Did I have that on there? Yes, go to Psalm 24. The, the Lord showed me. What is this? Say, the earth is what? And what? What's this word? Even Caesar's in it. The world and all who live in it. Here's your challenge. Here's your challenge. We are dual citizens. He has a job. He has to provide for his family. He has to take care of his family. But his Lord is Jesus. And as he renders, as he renders whatever his boss asks him within the scope of it's okay with God, that is actually saying Jesus is my Lord. Like when you obey your parents, what you're saying to your parents is that you're obeying Jesus. Oh, I know they don't see it. Some of them don't see it. When you're, when you're at work and you, and you say your boss is ungodly, but you're a good worker at your job, you are saying to them, I work unto Jesus and for him. And you do what they ask you to do, but their scope, their, their limit, their, they have a limitation how much they can ask you. Because if they ask you anything outside of what God has given them authority, if they're trying to tell you, you're going to bow the knee only to Nebuchadnezzar, then what's going to happen? Our lordship kicks in, and we know who's our lord, and we don't bow. Does this make sense? So, Jesus, in other words, everything is, the, is God's. In other words, Caesar has a scope of ownership and authority. He just has a scope. What is Jesus saying? Rendering to Caesar is rendering to Jesus. This is what he said. Rendering to Caesar is rendering to Jesus, or it is treason. 
When you don't do what your boss says, it is treason against King Jesus, who is your Lord. When you don't do what they ask you, when you don't do what your parents ask you to do, when you don't do what your officers ask you to do, it is treason against Jesus. Treason. What's the penalty of treason? I've never been in the military dollars, so y'all know. You, you were in the army. You know. You served in Germany, Troy. You, you know. When you don't do what your boss asks you to do, you have committed treason against Jesus. Now, they have a limit to how much they can ask you to do. Are y'all hearing me? Mm-hmm. When they said, when you're under Caesar, we're the Caesars, everybody was like, okay. And Jesus, you just kind of gave in to Rome being the king. Then he stops and he says, but remember, God was God's. And every Pharisee and every Sadducee and everybody in that place knew he just said God was king and not Caesar. Because they memorized the Old Testament and they knew the earth is the Lord's and the world and all who live in it. It is treason when you don't do what your boss asks you to do. When your parents ask you, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult to surrender to somebody who could care less about you and would fire you tomorrow and get you out of it. I agree and I understand. But we don't work for them. We work for Jesus. Jerry Hunter is not my boss here. And let it be written, so let it be said. He is not. My boss, and you can record it and take it to the bank, and I don't care if you tell it. My boss is Jesus. I work for Jesus. That's right. But if he asks me to do something, I do it. Because if I don't do it, I have committed treason against King Jesus. Because God called me to do it. God has called me to that submission. So not only should I be an employee, I should be a good employee. I should be a good son. I should be a good husband. I should be a good father. I should be a good provider. Why? Because God has called me. That is my lot in life. And that is who I am. And that is, I serve. I have a dual citizenship. My citizenship on earth is limited. But my citizenship in heaven is unlimited. Because my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Do you see what he's saying there? Uh, So, yes, we do people. God has allowed. Let me just keep going. Isaiah 9 6. Uh, the Lord showed me this. You remember this. For, unto, for to us, for unto us, for to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the what will be on the shoulders. He carries the government. Caesar is in position because God put him there. And he shut those Pharisees off. And it scared them. Because he didn't say Caesar is God. He said God is the God of Caesar. And that freaked them out. See, Jesus didn't think in silos. He didn't think in categories. So I don't go to my I don't go to my high school and I act one way, and I don't come here on Sunday night and act another. Mm-hmm. I don't go to my job and I'm around people that are acting a certain way, and then I come around here and I act another way. I don't sit around and joke with my boss one way and say, "Yeah, man, did you see that porn? Hey, I was really good." And then I come in here and just try and pass it. Or I, I don't go over here and when I am in the dark when nobody's in my house and turn around and come here and different when I am here. Because my life is not a solid. My life is worship. 
Do you see what he's saying? It wasn't he's saying, this is Caesar's and this is God's. When he said, render under God, what is God? He's saying, God is the God of Caesar. He flipped it like this and freaked them out. And that's why they couldn't say anything else. So, when, yes, does Caesar have authority? Yes, but it's limited. It's only this far. God is unlimited. And God has allowed him. The government is on Jesus' shoulders. That is why Romans 13 says the government doesn't bear the sword for nothing. He didn't say the government was going to be godly, but he did say you can have capital punishment. I don't have problems with capital punishment. I'll tell you as a pastor, I do not. Because it says clearly in Romans 13, the government doesn't bear the sword for nothing. Do I believe in grace and mercy? 100%. Do I believe we should extend it as much as we can? Uh, yes. But there are ungodly people that are judges. And if you don't think so, go to the courtroom. And they will give you life, and they will commit you to death. Go to death row with me and leave them. And you'll see 18-year-olds, and you'll see 65-year-olds. And the government doesn't bear the sword for nothing. But the government is on Jesus' shoulders. So what does all that mean? It means this. I love what he said. All is God's. Therefore, what is Caesar's is God's. Render under Caesar what is Caesar's, but under God what is Therefore, that money really belongs to God. And he's just allowing Caesar. So when you obey and you pay that tax, you are really obeying not Caesar. You are obeying God. That is why, how you respond to the people in authority over you, it's critical to your walk with Jesus. It is critical as children. It is critical as adults. It is critical as grandparents. It's critical how we respond to authority. And that's why marriages are so critical, because if the idea is oneness, then how we respond to one another, well, you get the point. Therefore, rendering to Caesar what is his must be seen of it as an expression of rendering to God what is God's. Even though the power of Caesar stood behind the crucifixion, listen to this, this is really good what he said. Even though the power of Caesar stood behind the crucifixion of Jesus, Jesus is the supreme Lord over Caesar. Jesus knows this. He is consciously abstaining during his earthly life from exercising, here we go, saints, the right and power to subdue his enemies. Jesus stood back and said, I could take you down, but I won't. I am stepping back because my, I'm called to lay down my life. No greater love is this than a man lay down his for another, right? For God so love. So he's giving us the expression of love. Jesus was fulfilling his calling. And he, he stepped back and he says, I am stepping back from exercising my right to smash you at this moment. What does God tell up for us to do to our enemies? That's right. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. In other words, take a step back. What did the disciples say? Hey, can we call down some fire? Can we call down some fire? He said, hey, you don't want to speak your mom. It's not the time or place. I know you want to rip somebody. I know you want to rip somebody. And, but here's the thing. It's sometimes it's not the time or place. Sometimes we need to step back so God is allowed to step up. 
I'll show you. Um, he is choosing to lay down his life. John 18, 36. Look at this. This is good stuff, man. This is stuff. Jesus said, my king. Look what he's saying to Pilate. He says to Pilate, are you king? Are you king? Okay, Pilate, here we go. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest. Can you imagine how that rocked Pilate? My kingdom is not of this world. In other words, my kingdom is over this. And if I wanted them to, they'd be taking you down right now. But I'm stepping back. Jesus says, I'm stepping back. Sometimes, hey, sometimes we just got to step back and let God fight the enemy. Because you're no match for sin. That which means you're no match for sin. And neither am I. There's only one person who can destroy sin. Only one person who does You can't get close to sin. Because you're no match for it. And you've heard me say, if you get close, to, if you even think that there's a line that you can cross, you've already gone too far. You've already gone way too far. There is no line. There is either Jesus or there is hell. There is no line. There's no line. There's not like I have to get close, 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 close in sex life or whatever else. You just can't. Uh, how about this? John 10, 17. I love this. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only take it up, only take it up again. Verse 18. No one takes it from me. Listen to the authority of Jesus. It's okay. God allows us, it is within reason that he allows us to work for people that are ungodly. But Jesus said, hey, I live in a land that is ungodly. But I want you to know that even though I pay the tax to the ungodly, God is over him. So when I submit to that ungodly who's not asking me to do something ungodly, I am really submitting to, to God the Father. And not to submit to this per person would be treason to the Father. That's really deep. No one takes it from me, but I lay down. Uh, I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Look at Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. You already know this, right? Look what he said. Then Jesus, I came to them and said, "All what? All what? Yeah, here you go. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar means. Therefore, in all your rendering, I love what he said to Caesar." Render to Jesus the full honor of absolute authority that he has over Caesar. It was fitting during Jesus' earthly ministry that he not draw excessive attention to his universal ownership and authority. He was to suffer and he was to die. Matthew 25, 31-32. Let's look at this. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. Listen to what he's saying here. There will be a day when everybody will die. Philippians 2. Every knee shall bow, we're in heaven and on and yeah. Let's go 32. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people uh, one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Every nation will bow. He is Lord, even at your job, even in your retirement, even in everything else. Jesus is still Lord. Even if your life feels like it's spiraling, he is still God. Jesus did not say, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to me the things that are mine. The Lord Paper said that. At Jesus' weakest hour, the high priest asked him if he was the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed. Look at Mark 14, 62. This is good. He asked him, the high priest asked him, he said, are you the Messiah? And what does Jesus say? What does he say? You read it. I am. I am. 
I know what people tell me. Jesus never claimed to be God. Uh, read that passage. He just claimed to be the Messiah. I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming to, coming on the clouds of heaven. And you know what happened? He tore his robe. He said, I heard him out. There we go. It's over. In other words, I love what Piper said, even though I am weak and despised in your own eyes now, very shortly I will sit in the place of absolute authority over you and Pilate and Herod and Caesar. Here's the deal. When you submit to that person, when God calls you to submit to that person who is ungodly, but yet you're doing it, you're, by submitting to them, you're submitting to Jesus. Otherwise, it's treason against Jesus as a Christian. You might be saying, yes, I'm submitting to a place of weakness, but there'll be a day one day when I will not be but I'm only weak so that you can see Jesus. I'm only weak, and I'm only broken, and I'm only, only poor, and I'm only wretched. I'm only all this stuff so that you can see Jesus. I have become these things. Paul said, I became all things to all people that I might win some. In other words, I have become this way. So it's very difficult at your high school and middle school and all your friends. It's very difficult because everything is about status and pressure. It, does, it's, it doesn't change, does it, as you get older. When you're in college, it's still about status and everything else, right? Everybody still wants attention. What about when you get older? It doesn't change anymore. It's about, well, am I secure in my life? Do I have this money? And how's my retirement? What's going to happen to me? It's all about, it's all about just making sure that everything is okay. And it's always just going to be that question. Is everything going to be okay? And the answer is yes in Christ. You have dual citizenship. On this earth, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. Jesus said what? I've overcome the world. So you've got to be an overcomer of that. That's what he's saying to render into Caesars, it, that God is still in the place. Therefore, Jesus, I love this. I just want to read this to you. This blew my mind. Uh, he goes, therefore, render to God the things that are God means. Render to Jesus the honor of absolute ownership over everything, including all that is Caesars. Because if God owns everything, he owns all that is Caesars. So if you're giving it to Caesar, you're really giving it to God. People get mad about paying taxes. Listen, don't, don't, here's the thing. Do I think that it's absolutely... Let me ask you something. How did God set the economy in the Old Testament? Let's talk a moment. Come on, let's talk. For those that don't know, just, just here's. How did God set... Could you take interest on a brother? Jeremy, could, were you supposed to take interest at all? No. Nope. Were you supposed to do at the end of every seven years? Uh, give back the, the year that you give. Yeah, just sell everything back, right? Sell everything back, give back to the rightful owner, and then start over again. You weren't to have interest on a brother. I got a, I got a family member right now who got a loan from another part of our family, and he's charging interest. And he's a Christian. Like, see, his Christianity, I want to go, that's, that's the problem with America. The problem is because <laughs> your Christianity is a silo. Your Christianity is, well, I'm a Christian when, I, when it comes to Bible knowledge and teaching Sunday school and singing Amazing Grace in front of the whole class. I'm a Christian that way. But when it really comes down to my money, it's not the Lord's, it's mine. And I can't afford to take a hit, so I'm going to charge you to make sure if I was doing it in the world, I would at least get what I got in the world. Is there something wrong with that picture? There's something wrong with that picture. And am I, am I putting that out there as an example? Yes. That's wrong. That's not 
meant to be. But here's what happens. So when you pay interest to people that are, that are pretty much loan sharking it, you feel like you're getting stuck to it, it's okay. Yeah, you need to follow and get out of debt and do all the things that God has called us to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, you know, we believe in that. We support that. We put that off. The church, we love Dave Ramsey. We, we are proponents, and we are for him, and we think it's the best thing since sliced bread. But let me tell you something. Some of us will be under bondage. That is why if you have a, lo- a loan debt, a college loan debt, you've got to pay it back. Because if you default on that, then you have just defaulted on Jesus. Now, circumstances might change with that. Things extreme that can't happen, but you, you see where we're going with it. Therefore, Jesus is demanding absolute allegiance of, to himself and his ownership and authority. All other allegiances are relative by his supreme allegiance. All other allegiances are warranted and limited and shaped by the first allegiance. They are warranted because uh, they are subordinate authorities in the world, like Caesar uh, is owing to God's authority. So, uh, look at John 19, 11. This is a good one. Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. He tells Pilate, You have no authority if God didn't give it. I want you to know, yes, how many of you right now have a teacher that just acts ungodly? Straight up. You might have a teacher in high school that's been in college and in grad school that's ungodly. Do you have one? I work with them. You work with them, right? So, how many of you have a boss that's ungodly? You know, but everybody else says, you have Christians for bosses? Wow, y'all live in a really protective world. Um, to call it a bubble. Um, and life is not like that. So here's what's going to happen. That person is your authority because God is allowed. Every time you do for them, even though you can't stand it, hear me. Every time you say yes and do what they've asked you to do, you have just done it to Jesus. It's not rendered unto them so I can get a check. Those bosses that are ungodly answer to the supreme authority of Jesus. How I many have a coach that's acting ungodly? Ooh, mine punched me in the face. And got, <laughs> he was yelling at a guy. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and, and, hey, he's a big, tall guy. And, you know, I'm just was a, you're not tall. When you play off the line, you have to be, what? And so um, I was sitting there. He was ripping, uh, he was ripping a guy in the hall. And I thought it was funny what he was saying. Because, I mean, you know, he was like laying into them, you know. He's ungodly, so you just go with it. So I'm, I'm bent over because I'm tired, and I'm, little, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get air. The air is just as good down here as it is up here. So I'm bent over trying to get air. And so he sees me laughing like that. He goes, Davis, you think that's funny? Boom. <laughs> so every cousin man, go right back up and go right back down. <laughs> I said another word, but it was still funny. And so, um, you know, you just, that's, just, that's what I grew up on. So I was, I was okay. So you know, It's, you know, right? All I can tell you is, is was he ungodly? Yes, but to submit to him, he had a limited authority. Now, if he would have said, hey, John, I want you to go out there and next play go blow that guy's knee out. Would Jesus have been able to do that? So what do I do at that point? I don't do it. And, and, if, and if I am persecuted and I'm punished for that, see, in other words, it's, it's limited. What do I mean by limited? Uh, when Caesar demands what God forbids, Piper said, all our earthly allegiances are limited by what God's supreme authority accomplished through Jesus. In other words, uh, this, we should do what Caesar says since he has authority by God's design. But we should not do all that he says. Did you hear what I said? Well, we do what he says. You do what your boss 
says. You do what your parents says. You do what people say. You know, let's say you got married and you weren't following the Lord and all of a sudden you get married. Paul says, better stay in it, right? But, but if the non-believer wants to leave, let him leave. In other words, you're free now. You're free. I would remarry somebody in that situation. Some pastors won't, but I, will. I see that as an exception clause. What I mean by that is this, is that I, I can... I can listen to what Caesar says. When I say Caesar, I'm talking about your boss, your coach, your teacher, another brother, parent, somebody who's not following Jesus. But they, I don't have to do all that they say. I don't have to do all. And sometimes, here's where, here's where it's going to come. It's scary for military and everything else. I can't do everything that they say. Guns against scripture. So sometimes that's why people get out of it. Some people stay for life because they have pretty good bosses around them and they're not asked to do anything contrary to their faith. say to you, it was a hill. I was ready to be fired on that. that. That eventually severed our relationship to the point where we ended up having to go separate ways. But my point being is that sometimes my boss's authority is limited. I can do what he says, but I don't do all that he says. It's limited. And that's what he was saying with Caesar. Render under Caesar what is Caesar's, but under God what is God. God's over everything. So you're going to be put in situations sometimes that are very difficult by the Lord that you know that the Holy Spirit will rise up within you and you'll know exactly what to say. It's going to be difficult at times. God didn't promise to say anything like that. In other words, even though human authority is ultimately from God, it it does not always act according to God's word. Therefore, it may demand what God forbids. And with this, I have a little more, but I'm going to stop. Luke 21, 12 uh, 12 and 16. Before all this, they will what? What they'll lay hands on you or what? They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. Can you go to verse 16? You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Jesus told them, Your authority in life they have a limited scope of being able to say yes to what you do. But sometimes when you don't say yes to what people tell you to do, let's put it in, I don't think this is going to happen to us in America right now, but I will say this, this can be being fired. Right? So because we live in a world that's jacked up because of lack of Jesus, 
in the world, there are homes that are in bad shape on them. There are homes where people struggle. There, there are job situations that are struggle. I, I admire y'all from the military. I admire, I, I couldn't get in because I couldn't make weight, and they make fun of me in my Sunday school class this morning, but I'm over it. Um, uh, I mean, I did well on the aspect, but I just couldn't get down. And you know, then one guy said, well, today they have what they call the Chubby Club. And I said, oh, well, that makes me feel good. They didn't have that when I was there. Uh, and I wanted to go in. And um, I, my, my, my point being this, sometimes I can't imagine the things that you're asked to do. I would imagine they wouldn't ask you to do anything. Uh, I don't know. So I, 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 I can't imagine what teachers ask people to do. I can't imagine sometimes what bosses ask people to do. I've been in those situations before, and they're very delicate. And I'm saying you have to treat them delicate, and you have to treat them individually. But know this, that your work life is not separate than your Christian life. And your family life is not separate than your walk with Jesus life. When you render unto God what is God's, that means that we render to the ungodly when they ask us to do godly things. But God is still in control. But have faith. One day, I know that this might happen. But remember, our citizenship is dual. We might struggle here, but there'll be a day of what will happen. And we won't struggle. I'm going to ask you, if y'all can come up here to the worship team, and then I want to just kind of speak a little bit of life in this. Man, so much to kind of go over. I know this was real deep. I want to end with this. I'm sorry. Tim, I want to say this over to you. You're a purist. The closer you walk with Jesus, the more difficult it is. It's going to be for you to work in environments that cause a check in your heart. You know what I mean? There will be places where you say, I, I would like to do that, but I just don't know if I can do it. And I think that's going to happen for all of us. But I want you to know this. If you're working for somebody right now who is not following Jesus, and your, and your hard work is putting more money in their pocket, let me just say this. You're rendering under Caesar what is Caesar's. But by doing what God has called you to do, you're really rendering unto God what is God's. And you're telling that person that God is Lord.
power positions in society. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with him. It's all I want you to do. This prayer time is just spend time with Jesus. Lord, I'm asking you, you're going to put me in life in situations that could be delicate and could be difficult and I could lose you know, I don't want to lose my integrity. I don't want to lose it. But God is going to put us in situations that demand our allegiance. And so when that happens, I want you to know God's in control. Jesus taught them at that very moment that God still controls everything. And that if we can be people that are just with Jesus, then we'll have So just ask the Lord tonight to give you the courage Go ahead and just be obedient to people that are not following the Lord. Love them. Be sweet to them. Be kind to them. But stand firm in the power of God's telling you. Father, that is my prayer tonight. That we would just follow.